Recorded by The Way in Brea. Lead pastor Von Jarrett has a heart for the people at The Way and a desire to reach the lost. The Way's production department prays this message is a blessing to you and that you find yourself closer to God through application. But praise God, I want to start with um, Pastor Vaughn told me he was ministering on rest in peace. That this month he was dealing with the theme of rest in peace. And um, if I have to go with that theme, which is a blessed thing, God gave me kind of a title within a title. The title is, He Got Me. Look at your neighbor and just say, he got me. (laughs) The other more conventional title is rest in peace through trust and faith. You know, but the bottom line is he got me. It doesn't matter what I'm going through, he's got me. The only way we as believers can rest in peace is if we have trust and faith in God's love for us and his promise. See, if you know God loves you, you can trust that he's going to bring you through. Amen. Amen? He's going to be with you. And so too often we get caught up in worry or anxiety and, and because of the circumstances of life that we forget that Jesus has it all in control. Amen. See, and we forget that he's just not going to leave you out there to drown. And Jesus um, says if we are walking with him, we don't have to worry about whatever comes our way. See, and I think sometimes we get caught up because circumstances, we're looking at circumstances all the time. You know, I got this big test coming. I've, I've got this thing, big project at work. I've got this financial issue. I've got these things that are happening in my life. I'm dealing with a time of loneliness. I'm dealing with all of these various aspects of life. And we forget that Jesus got it all in control, that he will work all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But we don't have to worry. We just have to learn to walk with him. And if we're walking with him, we don't have to think about whatever comes our way, Jesus can handle it. Amen? So I want to read for you in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. And uh, it's probably a scripture Pastor Vaughn referred to. I listened to his first message. You got a great pastor and great... uh, First lady as well, uh, you are blessed to have great support and some pillars in this church that have been with you a long time. You know, it's, it's, it's just a really bless, a blessing to be here. And I thank God that he has, they both have the level of trust in me to have me even come while they're not here, knowing that, that they could trust the anointing that God has in my life. But as we look at Matthew 11, verses 28 
through 30. It says, come to me, all ye, or all of you, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now the thing is, the only way we can rest is if we trust. If we trust that he's got it all in control. That's the only way we can rest. So the thing is, in other words, uh, you got to come to the Lord. And he says, those that are weak and heavy laden. I mean, you've been burdened down with different things. You know, it might be just, just the pressure of life. You know, the pressures of life are one of the key things that draw us away from the Lord. Because we start worrying and we start fretting and we start striving and, and those kinds of things. But in, in um, Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to take you there in a second. It says, in other words, everyone who is carrying a load, anybody carrying a heavy weight today, anybody came in and your heart was heavy, anybody that, that, that you're dealing with some stuff right now that maybe nobody even else knows about, but you're dealing with some things. And, and you haven't even told your friends about it. They think everything's all right. They ask you how you're doing. You say, oh, I'm all right. Everything's cool. You know, I'm all right. You know, nothing, you know. But really deep down, there's something happening that you haven't shared, that you don't want to burden anybody else with. But Jesus says to take those burdens and give them to me, to cast your cares upon me, to, to, to give whatever weight you've been carrying to me. Maybe you're worried about your bills or your children or your health issues, or, or, but all of these different things that come at us from day to day. Like maybe you had a boss that's just on you for no reason. You know, I mean, I, I, I've dealt with that. That's not easy to deal with. When you got somebody, that, the only time they talk to you is when they got a complaint. <laughs> Anybody ever deal with that? You know, I, you know, I dealt with that. You know, and it's not easy. But if I trust God, I know he's got my back. I know I don't have to worry about what that boss is saying, what they're, they're, what's coming at me, because God's got it under control. You know, now the thing is that, that um, as we look at all of the issues of life, don't worry, trust Jesus. Yeah, look at your neighbor and tell them, don't worry, trust Jesus. Yeah, don't worry, he's got it all in control. So Jesus says in Matthew, see some of us are just worry-wise, we like to worry. I don't know what it is about that, but some of us just, you know, if we, if we, we just get over a problem, God's, God's answered prayers, and then we're, we're worrying about the next problem. We didn't even stop to take time to, to thank God for bringing us through the last problem, but we, we go ahead and we're on, we're, we're on move to the next problem. You know, it's, 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 like, the, it's like the ten lepers, you know, that, that Jesus healed, and, and nine of them we just went on their way. They said, okay, I'm here. Now let's just take care of business. Only one of them came back to say thank you. That's not in my message, but that's free. But the reality is, is that <laughs> we got to take the time to thank the Lord, to trust him, that he's got it all in control. And, and, and Matthew, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 25. It just says, uh, we're going to begin there. It says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, 
what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, <clears throat> not <clears throat> is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not, this is a question for us, are you not of more value than they? Are you? God says yes. You may not realize your own value, but God says you're of more value than the birds of the air and, and the flowers in the field. So which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? In other words, if I worry that I'm not tall enough, am I going to get taller? <laughs> that, that's how simple it is, you know? You know, well, I, I, I'm kind of short. Well, the reality is, is I am who God made me to be. And he has a purpose for who he made me to be. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they, they grow and they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, he says, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father, uh, and take this one to heart, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. See, he already knows you have, you haven't even prayed about it, but God knows what you have need of. See, that's something to take to heart. God already knows what you, he's already made a provision for what you need. See, he already said, I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus. He already knows what you need even before you ask. He's just waiting for you to ask anyway, because he says, knock and it shall be open to you. Seek and you shall find. <laughs> knock. And the answer will be provided to you, you know. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? And it says, for, you know, I, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first, not second, not third, but seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. All these things means what? Everything. Because all means what? Uh, all. <laughs> right? That's real easy. Everything. He says that, that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day, it's its own trouble. See, one of the biggest things that gets us in trouble is when we start worrying about, well, you know, everything's cool today, but what about tomorrow? No, I, I mean, I, I got it all right. I mean, everything's all right right now. I'm in church and everything, but tomorrow I got to go to work. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, we, we, get, we, we get caught up in all of that. Thing. God says, wait a minute. Stay in my peace right now. Enjoy the moment right now. Tomorrow will take care of itself. See, part of why you're here is as you come to worship God, God prepares you for tomorrow. He'll get you ready for what's about to come. You know, he already knows. He's already there. He's already seen it. You know, so he can give you insight today, even as you open yourself up to the spirit of God that will help you through tomorrow. 
It'll give you wisdom and insight into what you need to do. I mean, I've gone to church just recently. I went to church, and I was dealing with something at work. As a matter of fact, it was a heavy-duty item because someone came me with, with an issue related to an employee issue that I had to deal with, and the issue involved a friend of mine. So it was really tough because I had to maintain confidentiality. I had to do all of these things and everything. But I came to church, and I talked to some brothers. I didn't tell them all the details, of course, but I told them what, what I was dealing with. But the Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So right while I was there, I got confirmation on what I needed to do. Right there through those brothers you know, that, that, the, that were in the Chino church, just a, a few other pastors that were there. And then we had gone out with the pastor and his wife afterwards, Pastor Ruben and Sister Virgie. And, and it was just blessed because it was just a confirmation of what I needed to do. See, and sometimes the answer could be right next to you. You say, wait a minute. <laughs> Who's next to me? But the answer could be right next to you, and you may not even realize it. See, but you got to open your heart up. you got to be ready to receive. you got to be ready to rest in his peace, ready to know that he's got it all under control. And so my, my thing today is if, I take, if he takes care of the flowers or the fields and the birds, Jesus says, don't worry, I got you. That's what he says. He says, don't worry about food because I got you. Don't worry about clothes because I got you. Don't worry about money because I got you. See, look at your neighbor and say, he got you. You don't have to worry about what's coming. He got you. See, you may not, have, may not, you may not know where it's going to come from, but he got you. He knows what's happening. He knows those that are even coming against you. And he says, you know what? He says, faithful is he who called you who also will do it. He says, and, and, and more are they that are with you than those that are against you. You can trust that if you got God on your side, you're in the majority. You do what you can do. And Jesus says, trust me and I'll do the rest. It don't matter what your circumstances look like because I got you. You don't know about tomorrow, but I've already seen tomorrow and I've already ordered your steps. See, but that comes with trust. And trust comes with spending time in the word. See, because I've hidden his word inside of my heart that I won't sin against him, but also that his word is a light to my path and a lamp unto my feet. See, it lights the way for me. It shows me exactly what I need to do. But my thing in the midst of all of this is I got to stay in peace. I got to keep his peace on me. I can't let the world rattle me. I can't let the things that are going on in my life take authority over the things that God spoke to me. See, I've got to have a word within my spirit that says, that counters everything that the Lord is saying. I mean, I mean, everything the enemy is saying, I'm sorry. A word from the Lord that is countering everything that the Lord, that the enemy is saying. Now, the thing is, and I'm going a little slower than usual because I'm holding it down here. But Jesus said... <laughs> Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that are labor, that labor and are heavier laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. That's, that's the scripture we started off with that I'm going back to real quick. And, 
I just think, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, verse 29, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Now, we read a verse like that, take my yoke upon you. How many in here know what a yoke is? See, a few of us, right? Yeah, yeah. See, but these are old English words. We don't even hardly use them anymore. You know, but I, I, I wanted to show you, I don't know if uh, Brother Raymond has it, but this, I wanted to show, this is a yoke. You see that? What it was used for, and you can show the next picture too, was to hold oxen when they were pulling a plow. See, so when, when you look at that yoke, and you imagine yourself being connected, like if you were connected to that, and Jesus was on the other side, how many of you know? I ain't, I ain't even got to worry about this. He's got this, you know. He's got this, you know. And he says, take my yoke upon you. In other words, see, what I picture when I see that is, is like me being like this little kid. And this big, strong man has got the other side of the yoke. And my feet are just up in there. I'm just holding on. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going along for the ride because I know he's got this. You know, he said, don't, he said, don't worry about it. You don't, even gotta, you don't even gotta push if you want to. You don't even gotta pull this thing. I got this. You know, and that, that's the way I picture it. You know, it's, a, it's See, but, see, but that's, a picture is better than a thousand words sometimes. So, you know, just getting that idea that, you know what? If I'm in the yoke with Jesus, man, it's, this is going to be cake. I, I mean, he's got this. See, sometimes we're so worried about tomorrow and what it's going to bring. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes there's been things that are on us, you know, we feel like nobody's even going to give us a chance in life. You know, I've knocked on a lot of doors and they haven't opened for me and those kinds of things. And we get tempted to quit, to just throw in the towel. But God says, look, I got you. Just stay connected to me. Just stay in the yoke. And we got this. He says, it don't matter what it looks like. I know there's rocks in the field. I know there's things in your way, but I've got you. He says, all you got to do is stay connected. Stay in the yoke, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll do this together. Let's work, you know, as we look at that picture, it's, it's really something to think I'm that connected to Jesus. See, because that means he can order my steps, especially if he's in control of where that thing is going. He, he can turn it to the right or to the left. You know, he can help pull out the big boulders that might be in the way. All of those things but it comes with me trusting that he's got it all in control. But if I'm connected to Jesus and I try to go separate way, like if, if the smaller ox right there decides, well, I'm going to go this way, that, that, that yoke isn't going that way. If he, if he wants to go another way, he's going to have to get disconnected from that yoke. See, so in other words, that, that the only way you can shift is if you get disconnected from Jesus. Jesus is saying, I got you, and, and, and you're saying that, God, I'm with you. So as we look at that picture, and you're saying this, this is too hard. Jesus is saying, I got you. But you're saying, this is too hard. I, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the things that I'm dealing with right now. This is just hard for me. You just don't understand what I'm dealing with. And Jesus said, look, but I got you. Do you trust my word? Do you trust what I'm saying? Do you, do you, do you trust, put all of your trust in the Lord? Trust him with all your heart. 
Do you not lean on your, you don't understand what's going on and that's when it's difficult to trust him. But he says, look, lean not onto your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In case you don't know it or haven't memorized, it's a good one to, to memorize. You know, is it lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes we quote these verses and we just run through them like, you know, they're nothing. But we don't break them down. And the reality is, is that God says, don't lean on your own understanding. I know you don't have this figured out. But will you trust me and allow me to direct your path? See, allow me to go take you in another direction that you're not even sure which way you should be going. But, and you don't understand why I'm taking you in this direction, but will you trust me? Jesus is saying, I got you, and I want you to just trust me. Now, the thing is, we enter, when we start saying, this is too hard, and I, I don't know about this, and rather than having faith, we enter into unbelief. And, and so anything that upsets the Lord if it's anything that upsets the Lord, it's unbelief. See, because we're saying, God, you can't do this. This is too big for you. We, we say, is there anything too hard for God? We say, well, but this is too big for God. We're not saying it with our words, but with our actions, we're saying, God, this is too big for you. You know, I mean, when we look at it from that standpoint, the reality is, is that God is saying, what, but do you trust me or not? Do you believe I can handle this or not? Do you believe? See, it, you know what's funny is, is I could be out talking to one of my friends who's been a longtime friend, and he says, I got you. And we say, all right, he's down with me. <laughs> but Jesus says, I got you. He says, take, take my yoke. He says, give me your heavy load. And we're questioning it. It's, it's, it's just, we can't rest if we're striving. And I know a lot of the scriptures I'm giving you today are scriptures you've heard already, but the reality is, is God saying you cannot rest in me if you don't trust me. You can't rest in me if you don't have faith in my word. You cannot rest in me if you, if you just don't give me that burden. See, because you're so busy pulling it and carrying it and, and wrestling with it, that you can't rest. And God is saying, look, I've got you, but I need you to rest in me. I need you to trust in me. So the thing is, Jesus is saying that when we get to this place, we've got to really begin to put our trust in him. This is another scripture I want to turn you to. And I like to give you the word because my opinion only matters so much. But the word of God in Hebrews chapter 4 uh, I want to I read that for you real quick in Hebrews chapter 4. Ah. In Hebrews chapter 4, I hear some pages rustling, so that's good, that's good. Verse 1, it says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear. See, this is the only time I hear the word of God says, let us fear. But it just says, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith 
and those who heard it. There, and what God is saying is right now even, we could be sitting here in this service and one person is going to get a breakthrough and the next person is going to get nothing. Because it's got to be mixed with faith. God operates off of faith. And unless I combine it with faith, see, somebody's going to leave here blessing. Man, that was powerful. That was, God just really spoke to me. And God is just moving in this situation. And somebody else is going to walk out of here saying, eh, it was all right. <laughs> because they didn't mix it with faith. See, it is not up to me. See, the anointing of God is speaking to you. You know, I mean, I, I can speak to some people even right now, but I'm going to hold off because God has this all under control. Amen. The thing is that, that he knows what you need. And, and sometimes, like medicine, it don't taste good. When we take some medicine, <laughs> sometimes we get a word and we just say, well, I really didn't come to hear all that. You know, but... You know, <laughs> Right? We, you know, we, we just have made up in our mind and just say, well, you know, just, just finish and get done already. You know, and, and, and so the reality is that I want to go a little bit further, a little bit deeper. And it just says that it was not mixed with faith. And as we go a little further into that chapter, it says, for we who have believed do enter that rest, as he said. See, what happens is if you're not in that rest, you got to ask yourself, did I really believe? Did I really believe God? Did I really trust God? Did I really understand his word? Did I take it to heart? Hmm. He says, for we who have believed went to the rest. As he said, but this is what he says to those who are unbelievers. This is, this is hard, so brace yourself. Anyway, he says, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Wow, you know, it's like the people of Israel when they were in the wilderness and all they did was complain and grumble about their circumstances. And, and you, know, I, you know, I always get the bad end of the stick. And, and you know, I've you know, I, I, I just been dealt a bad hand in life. And all of these things that, that we can say, you know, and, and we can complain about the problems all, the, all day long. But God is saying, look, I've got a promised land I want to take you to. I got a land that's flowing in milk and honey, that there's more than what you need, that I've got all of this waiting for you, but all I'd ask for you is to believe. I, didn't even, I don't even need you to fight. He says, I got this. You know, he says, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold. And you know what? He says, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. But why are you so acting like I got to do all this? See, because if, and I didn't even give the, this scripture to, the, to, to Brother Raymond at all, but, you know, in, in Numbers chapter 14, that's what happened with, with the people of Israel. You know, they got to the promised land, and everybody knows the story of the 12 spies going in, and 10 came back with an evil report, and 2 came back with, with a positive report, Caleb and Joshua. We don't even know the names of the other ones. But the reality is they went into the promised land, they saw it was all God said it was. But they came back and they spoke nothing but doubt, the ten. They said, why would God bring us to this land where our wives and our children will become victims? That's what they said. This is what they said about, in other words, they're saying, God, you, God set us up. You know, there's giants in the land. There's, there's all of these battles we got to fight. 
You know, we've got to go through all of these countries. We can't do that. That's what they were saying. And God said, did I ask you to do it? You know, because sometimes we got to just say, <laughs> I, I like what they say in a lot of the African-American churches. They say, won't he do it? You know, <laughs> because God will do it. You know, God will do it. He'll take care of this situation that seems too big for you to handle. See, and that's what Joshua and Caleb said. They had a different spirit about them that said, look, we can go up right now and take the land. They, because they believed in the God that was with them. That's what David believed in when he fought Goliath. He believed that God was with him, and it didn't matter how big Goliath was. It didn't matter how strong he was, how many enemies he had defeated. It didn't matter because God was with him. And he wouldn't even call Goliath by his name because he, he, he wasn't even going to give him that respect. You disrespected my God, I'm going to disrespect you too. That's the way he felt. Back in, you know, but we're, we're not going to get into that. But the reality is, as, as we look at this, God says that he swore in his wrath that they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. In other words, he said, look, it was already taken care of. The work is already done. I've already laid it out before you. I've already put the, the land before you. I've already done all of these things. All you got to do is believe. And for he had spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. See, God said, look, I completed it. When I got to the seventh day, everything you need was already taken care of. Everything that you desire is already taken care of. In, in Psalm 37, he says, I will give you the desire of your heart. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in that way. And, and again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, today after such a long time it, as it has been said, today. See, and this is, this is a challenge to somebody today. God told me this before I even got here. Today, if you will hear his voice, don't, don't, yeah, don't look at the man behind the curtain like they said in the Wizard of Oz. Don't look, don't, don't look at this man that's up here. That's not passive on. That's it. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. He says, today if you'll hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. In other words, when we harden our hearts, we get to a place where nothing is penetrating. Man, I hear you talking, but, 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 but you can't come in. You know, you can't, you know, it, I know it's supposed to be knocking, but I hear you talking, but you can't come in. I'm not letting you into my heart. I'm not letting you. I've already made up my mind. I'm already, you know, I've, I've already determined it's my way or the highway. And God's saying, well, if it's the highway, that may not be the way that you enter his rest. And he says, since therefore there remains, it remains that some must enter it. And like I said, those whom he, who, who he preached did not enter because of disobedience. He says, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. There's a rest for us. And he says, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. And I, see, give me your burden, he says, and in exchange, I'll give you rest. I'll give you a light yoke. 
I'll take those things and I'll give you in exchange for your problems. I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. I'll give you joy where you didn't have it before. God likes to make those kind of exchanges for us. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he spoke, he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest of the people. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Wow. And this is like all of those efforts that you're making that aren't amounting to anything. It's just saying, look, God, I've done everything I can. And like it says in Ephesians 6, having done all to stand, stand, therefore. See, have, when, see, that's the hardest part. You know, be still and know that I'm God. Stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord. See, sometimes we feel like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place, just like the people of Israel. You know, when they're when they, they running from Pharaoh or leaving there with all of his gold, and which he was after, not so much the slaves, he wanted the gold back. But when he was chasing them down and everything else, they had Pharaoh on this side of the pillar of fire, and they had the Red Sea on this side. They had, there was no escape. But God said, stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord. The most difficult thing for us is to stand still. You know, when we've done all we can to just stand still, and that's when God made a way where there didn't seem to be a way. That's when God opened the Red Sea because they were willing to just trust his word. They were willing to stand on his word. He had given Moses the word. And, and they had to stop and think, you know what? If God did all of those things, brought all those plagues upon the Egyptians and everything else, why would he do all of that just to leave us here to die? And you got to recognize that if God did everything that he could, to get you here, to get you saved, to get you serving God. Would he bring you this far just to leave you? Would, would, would he just leave you out on your own after he's done all of this to restore you and to build all? I mean, the biggest mistake that the people of Israel made is they forgot to look back at all the things God had done for them already. I mean, some, some, somebody here may have even been in prison, and you were in there, and you were just, you were in prison, and you were, you were saying, man, God, if you get me out of here, I'm going to just do this, and I'm going to do, do that, and God delivered. He got you out. But at the same point in time, it's not always an easy road once we get out. You know, I mean, those kinds of things that happen. I've, I, I've, I've counseled many, many people, and one of the things that happens is, is, is sometimes when you get out, your head is in the right place. You got your heart right to do the right thing, and you're knocking on a lot of doors, and sometimes all you're getting is no. And that's hard to keep pressing in to continue to serve God when you're getting no's. You know, but w when you determine in your heart that, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, and I'm going to trust God to open the right door, the right job the right position, the right situation for me. I've got to trust God. See, when you've done all you can to stand, just stand. And it says that if God, in Romans it talks about if God saved you, then how will he not with that also freely give you all things? See, we've got to trust that if God did all that for me, if he left the 99, and came and got me, then how can I not trust that he'll bring the, this thing all the way? He's not a halfway kind of God. 
He's not a half-stepping kind of God. He's a God that does it all the way. And we've got to trust that, you know? Trust that God will take you all the way through it. You know, you may not see it. You may not understand it. But it says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Let anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. And he says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged. See, the word of God is the powerful thing. That when we put our, combine our faith with the word of God, that's when we enter that rest. Amen. See, that's when we can trust that God's got this all in control. See, we've got to trust the word of God. You know, it, it's, we see Jesus doing all these miracles in the Bible and we say, well, that was then, this is now. But Jesus says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, he says, I've got this all in control. There is nothing that I didn't see coming. I've prophesied everything that you're seeing right now. I prophesied before, thousands of years before it ever happened. You know, we look at, at Timothy, and he says that in the last days, the perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves more than, more than lovers of God, that they'll begin to, to, to desire pleasure over the things of God. And God just says, look, you know what? I saw all of this coming. They'll be heady, high-minded, unthankful. You know, those kinds of things. They'll see, he saw it all happening. But at the same point in time, he says, I'm the solution. Amen. Jesus is the solution. No matter what you're going through, no matter how difficult it is, he's got you. And, and, I, and I think that's, that's, if you don't leave here with one thing, leave here with the reality that God's got you. I know some people don't like slang, but the reality is, is, you know, he's got you. There's even a song that got out about it now. Don't worry, because I got you, I got you. And I heard it in, when I was in the jail. You know, and, and so people can tell you that. But when Jesus, the king of the kings and Lord of lords, tells you, I got you, then he says, you really don't have to worry. You really can stay in peace. You really can trust me that I've got you and that, I, that I've got the solution to your problems. I've got everything that you're dealing with in the palm of my hands. He says, I've already got the answers. You know, I can't even look at a sparrow the same anymore. You know, we used to sing that song, his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. I can't even look at a sparrow the same. They're in my yard all the time and every time I see one, it reminds me of God's faithfulness. If God feeds them and he takes care of the birds of the air and the fields and the flowers and all of those things, he takes care of everything in this earth. And he says, I'm of more value than them. You're of more value than any of those things to God. And that means he hasn't forgotten you. You may feel like he's forgotten you, but he has not forgotten you. Jesus is the word made flesh. And when we read the word, and, we, and he says, come unto me, we, that, you can't come unto him without getting into his word. See, you can't come unto the Lord without pressing into the word of God. Now, the thing is that he's the word made flesh, and we, and we read it, and, and read the word, and when we combine it with faith, that's taking God at his word. See? See, I can, I can know the Bible from cover to cover, but if I don't combine it with faith, now his word will never return unto me void, but I've got to combine it with faith. See, I've got to trust it, and I've got to believe in it. I've got to believe that he's got an answer for me, that he's, that he's got my situation under control. 
in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it's impossible to even rest in God without having faith that he's got it all in control. You know what? He says, if anybody lacks wisdom right now, in James, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom in James chapter 1, and I know I, sometimes I just have to go uh, with, with what the Lord is telling me, but when, if anybody lacks wisdom, he says, ask of me, and I'll give it to you liberally. That's in James chapter 1. You can look at that in your spare time. I'm not going to show you exactly where that is right now. But <laughs> look at it in your spare time, but the reality is, if you, if you ask me, I'll give it to you. But sometimes we, we, that's the last thing we do. The last thing we do, well, well I, I've, done everything, I've done everything I can. All I can do is pray now. Wait a minute. That, that, that's kind of in reverse. Sometimes we got to pray first. And then, then he'll show you how to act and your efforts won't be wasted. You know, you won't be... You won't be just running in, in place or, or, or just running in circles because he says, just ask me and I'll show it to you. I'll give you the wisdom that you desire. He says, but we have to combine the word with faith. And this is the last scripture I want to take you to. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Uh, many of you have memorized this, this scripture, but it's one of my favorites and it says, be anxious for nothing. Some of us are just living with anxiety. Anxiety is our best friend. God says, but be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And that, see, we have to take this and apply this in a practical way. He says, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. See, when I'm going to God with thanksgiving, I'm already thanking him for the answer in advance. I'm already at the place where I'm saying, God, you got this, and I thank you, Lord God. I'm putting this in your hands, Lord God, and, and Lord God, if it's for me, then, then no one's going to be able to take it away from me. Lord God, if they're coming against me, you said... No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. See, I'm already at that place, Lord God, where I'm thanking you in advance, Lord God, for the answers, Lord God. Even if people are coming against me at work, if people are coming against me, even in my own family, in my neighborhood, or whatever it is, that God, I'm trusting you, and I'm asking you to bring me out of this situation. But he said, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request remain known to God. And the peace of God, there's that word again. We're talking about rest and peace. But he says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, because I'm thanking him. As soon as you get an attitude of thankfulness, your whole mood changes. Your whole mood gets elevated. See, because, you know, it, it's just one of them things when I, when I am... Uh, at the place where I am content and I'm thankful for the things that God does for me and I'm giving him thanks in advance for what he's going to do because he did that, then if he did that way back then, then this is no problem for God. See, because I put myself in remembrance of the things that God has done for me. See, I've got to begin to get to the place where I, I put myself in remembrance. 
See, and, and, and I, when I do that, and I start to, then that's when the peace of God surpasses all understanding. I may not even understand it. It surpasses all understanding. He says it, it surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. So the thing is that the reality is, is that I can have joy even though there's bad stuff happening. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm not going to let the enemy steal that real easy. See, in the reality, amen? See, I, you know, the joy, see, you've got to recognize that some of those circumstances that are coming at you are about your joy. Because if I can steal your joy, then I got your strength. See, if you got no strength, then you can't fight, right? So the reality is, is that the joy of the Lord is my strength, and the enemy is after your joy. And you need to just tell him, I ain't giving it up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not having it, because God's got me. You know what? I trust him. I thank him in advance. I got the peace that passes all understanding. I trust him. And you know what? I have the joy of the Lord in my heart. And this joy, <laughs> see, I don't know why some of these old songs are coming back. But the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. See, when God gives you a supernatural joy, you can't, nothing can rob you of it. I, I know that that, I, I got to, it just remind me, I got to talk to my daughter about it a lot of times. I mean, when, when, when she was just strong in the Lord, especially my middle daughter, she would walk around in the mall and she'd just be smiling. And people were like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you always smiling like that? You know, what, 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 what is wrong? How, how, I mean, sometimes they'll even think you're a little bit crazy because you're smiling. See, that's how opposite we are from the world. This joy that the Lord gives us, it's supernatural. You know what? And, and, and the thing about it is there's so many, so many of us that we're keeping that joy all to ourselves. And there are people out there that need some of that joy. There are people out there that need that peace. There are people out there that need to find rest. You know, that you're just tired of fighting all alone. But God says, look, you know what? The reality is, is that you are not alone. <laughs> Not Michael Jackson's, you know. But you <laughs> said, you are not alone. I'm with you. I've got you. God wants you to know that today, that the only way you're going to be in that peace and in that rest is for you to recognize he's got you. But you've got to trust him. You've got to have faith in him. See, and, and the thing is that... Uh, whether it's Pastor Vaughn or anybody else that gets up here and they just tell you, man, you got to read the word, man. You gotta, you, it's, it'll transform your life. It'll change you, you know. And, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All of those kinds of things that, that we're saying to you. But if we don't apply them and we don't apply faith to those things, then no transformation happens. See? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, when I replace... Stinking thinking. <laughs> With godly thinking. It's going to transform my life. How many of us walk around and say, man, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? I mean, you know, we talk to ourselves that way. Huh? And 
You know, I, I preached a message a while ago that talked about you will have what you say. Came from, you know, if you speak to this mountain and you, you, you're believing with faith and you speak to the mountain and say, be removed, you will have what you say. You'll have what you say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If I'm saying I believe God, but everything that I'm saying is contrary to God, wow. My brother, I don't know why, but God keeps drawing me to, in the back, you, yeah, you, not the one behind you, you, yeah. Yeah, no, no, God, God just saying to tell you that your past does not define you. Your past does not define you. What you did, mistakes you made, things that happened, that does not define you. God is saying that what you do from this point on, what you choose to do will define your path. It will define where you go. It will define what happens in your life. He says it's not what happened before. We've all made mistakes. We've all fallen short. But God says, look, he says, you know what? I'm ready to move you to that next page in your life. But that's not just for you. That's for, that's for several people here. That you, you're so busy dwelling on the past. I, I, you know what? You know what? I, I, I'm a dropout. I, 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 you know what? I, I just cheat. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm a divorcee. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm the loner at school. They said I'm the weird kid. You know what? All of those different things. Don't let them define you. Let God define you. God's got a plan for your life. I am telling you that give six months to the Lord completely, fully, putting him first. And you're going to see him make, a cha make changes in your life that you didn't even think were possible. I just want you to know that the only reason I'm saying this is not to embarrass you is because God loves you so much. He would take the time out of this service to single you out and say, say that he, he's got you. It's hard to take those turns. It's hard to turn a, a different way and everything else. But God wants you to know that I have a plan. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for good and not for evil, to give you future and a hope. And the whole reason that he'll give you a word like that is to give you hope. You know, and the reality is, is, is when I walked in here today and met, seen Brother David, I said, man, look at God. <laughs> Woo! I said... <laughs> Uh, last time I was here, God spoke to him, and God began to, to, to turn things around. And, and Brother David is a new man. He, I, I'm telling you. I didn't have to talk to him. I, didn't ha I just looked at him. I said, oh, God has done something in you, brother. Amen. And, and, and it's, it's not meant to be embarrassing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to me to see what God is doing and what he's doing. There's joy in him. And I mean, that, that the world didn't give, the world can't take it away because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, and, and, and it's just amazing to see. Because you know what happened is that when I gave him a word, 
last time, he combined it with faith and action and began to move toward the Lord and the Lord began to move toward him. And the thing that happened is that that's when transformation begins to happen. You know, when we just say, okay, you know what, there's no way that he knew that about me. And it's true, there's no way I know about each and every one of you, but God does. And he knows what we need even before we ask it. You know, and there, there, are, there are those of us in here that, uh, that, that you just, there, there are things, there's been, there's been some hard knocks. Tim, there's been hard knocks. There's been things that nobody knows about that you face, that you've been dealing with, that, that makes you get jaded, that makes you feel, feel uh, just skeptical, skeptical about things. And God's saying, look, you don't have to trust men. All you got to do is trust me. That's all he's saying. He said, don't, don't have to trust people, but you got to trust me, and you got to know that, that I am not them, and I am not a man that I shall lie. That's what God is saying. He says, that, he says no matter what happens, and, and it's been some hard knocks and difficult things that you've had to deal with, and et cetera, and sometimes they don't make sense. I've been there. Sometimes the things do not make sense, but God says, look, I can make sense of it. He says, you know, and, and, and the enemy is so quick to jump on us and just say, oh, man, you know, wow, you've been, you've been coming to church, you've been serving God, you've been giving tithes, you've been doing this, and all this is still happening in your life? What's wrong? Where's your God? What's happening to you? That's what the enemy likes to do. But the reality is, is God, I don't know, but I trust you. I don't understand, but I trust you. I'm not sure where this road is going, but I trust you. You know what, God? I, you know, you said that if I seek you with all my heart, soul, and mind, and strength, that I would find you. And he says, look, I will make a change in your life. I will show you the way to go. And, and when you do, how many of you ever got a, that check in the mail that you didn't know when it was coming? How many of you got those things that happened that, that you did not even see a way out, but they, it made it? And the, some of us, I know for me, some of those things happened before I even got saved, before I even gave my life to the Lord. I've seen things like that happen. And, and, and so how much more now that I am saved do I recognize God's got me? You know, there are situations at work where really tough situations, but I, throughout all of them, God was saying, I got you. I got you. I'll give you wisdom. I got you. I'll take care of this. I got you. You know, the, those financial issues will be taken care of. I've got you. You know, that, I, that, that those kids that, that aren't serving God, that seem so far from you, that he says, I got them because did I not give you that word, that promise in, your, in the word that says, if you train them up in the way they should go, they will not depart from it. See how, again, but we got to hold on to it by faith. It may look nothing like it. It may look like they're so far from God, they'll never come back. But God says, look, I got you. Amen. You know what? God was saying to me just now that you young men in the back row, God's about to do something in your youth, Amen. in your youth group. He's about to do something to make you... I mean, sometimes you can come to church and you can... You can uh, just feel another day and that nobody sees me. Especially young people a lot of times feel like they're invisible in church. 
He said, okay, just be quiet and don't, don't, don't make no noise and, and, and everything will be good. But God says, look, I see you. I have a purpose for you. I know you. I know the things that you're dealing with at school. I know the things that you're dealing with in your neighborhood. I know the things that come against you and the trials that you're dealing with. And, and, and even young ladies that are coming at you the wrong way and those kinds of things that you feel that, that are happening and all of those things that you, you feel like if, unless I give in to these things, then I'll be less than a man. But God says, look, I'll give you the strength so that you won't have to go through the heartaches and the difficulties that other people have gone through if you just trust me and you put your hearts and lives into the hands of your leaders and you trust them and you just even go to them with some of the issues that you're dealing with. I'll bring you out of these situations. And, and, and the thing is that you have something. There are people around you at school that feel like they're, you, everybody feels like they're the popular person, they're the leaders. But God says, I put something in you that can make you a leader, that can make you stand out, that can make you even revolutionize your whole school, that can make you revolutionize your friends, you can, you know, that they can bring them into the gospel and bring them into the knowledge of Jesus. But God's about to do something. But you need not be ashamed of who you are. You need not be ashamed to pray over your food at church. I mean, at school or at work. Some people don't, you know, they do that, that scratch your forehead kind of prayer. <laughs> you know, you know they're, they're at work and, yeah. amen. <laughs> right? But he says, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. You know, he says, so the, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. My brother there sure ain't ashamed of Jesus. He got Jesus on his chest. You know what? People get offended just because you got that on your chest. They, they do. They say, oh, Jesus. You know, I mean, you ain't even said nothing to him. You maybe did nothing but smile. They see Jesus and they already copped an attitude. That's how power, much power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. Funny thing, you could have Buddha on your chest. You could have Jehovah on your chest. You could have Confucius on your chest. You could have anything else. People won't get offended. But you wear the name of Jesus because there's power in that name. You know what? Because Jesus, none of the others said, I am the way the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. No one else said that. Uh, I don't know why God's got me picking on this back row. But my, my brother over there, you got such an awesome spirit inside of you. You know, he, I mean, this young man, you, God has given you some things that's going to change the world that you live in, you know, because, but he says, look, I want to build confidence in you. He says, I want, he says, I, I can, there are things that I can trust to you because your heart is in the right place. He says, and as you just continue to pursue me, pursue me, he said, don't get caught up in, 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 in the type of church, the different things that happen. Pursue God. As you continue to put him first, he's going to begin to open up other doors for you. He's going to open up other possibilities for you. He says, because there, there is, 
again, there's leadership all over you. There, it, it really is. And God just wanted me to tell you that he sees you, you know, and, 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 and just because you don't do it the way others do it and everything else, and uh, that doesn't matter. Because sometimes the calling and the purpose that is on our life, especially when you're called to prophesy and everything else, sometimes it means you've got to walk alone. Sometimes it means that, you know what, people don't get me. People don't understand where I'm coming from and everything else. It, it, that, that type of a thing. It's because God has singling you out for a single purpose. And he's causing you to see things that others don't see. Sometimes you see, you know, as soon as you see somebody, you, you, you can see and you can size them up and you can know, you know, whether they're real or not. And, you know, those kinds of things like that, that God has given you that spirit of discernment to know. But he says, I want you to just trust that. Trust that gut feeling that says go this way, even though they're going that way. Trust it. Just trust in God, and he'll make your path straight. He'll make it clear for you. And then, I know i got to bring things to a close, but there's a couple of you that have been going through some really tough times. It really has. And you've wondered, you know, who is this person that is here and everything else? I don't matter. It's God. He sees you, sister. You are not alone. He sees you and he knows you and he knows the heartache you've been through and he knows the difficult trials that you've been through and, and nobody knows the things that are going on with family issues and the things like that, but he sees you. Amen. And he says, he says, I'll bring you out of that. Amen. I'll strengthen you. I'll give you the strength to keep pushing forward. Don't give up now. That's what all he wanted me to tell you. And then the... the, the, the this, uh, the couple right there in the back, God, God sees you, you know. He, you know, sometimes it's really tough, you know, just uh, the things that you deal with and it just feels like we, you just dealt with something and now I'm dealing with this now. And, and God just says, look, you know what? It's only be, those things come at you only because I have a plan for you. Amen. I have a purpose. I have a divine purpose. Even as you came in today, you just said, I need a word from the Lord. And God said, look, you know what? My word is continue to be faithful in the little thing, and I will give you much. I will bless you with much. He'll bring you out of those situations, you know. And, and <laughs> see, I, I have to hold some of these things back before I preach because, you know, God starts speaking to me as soon as I come up here a lot of times, and I just have to get the word out to you and to recognize and uh, it, it's crazy because even my, my friend that I picked on first right there, you know, uh, I don't know if it's your, your wife, your uh, mom, uh, whatever. Yeah, I thought it was a mom, but, but she's so young looking, you know, I didn't, see, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't want to assume. Yeah, so, but the thing is that even as I was speaking to you, and as I was speaking to you, some of the people that are around you have said some of the same things to you. So sometimes what ends up happening is God just gives you confirmation of what those others have been speaking into your life. You know, so it's not a coincidence. He didn't grab me before church and say, Pastor, just say this to him. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do that. 
Your wife didn't do that either, brother. <laughs> you know, it's just, see, the reality is, is God knows you, and he loves you. And he says, if you just trust in me, put your faith in me, I'll bring you to that perfect peace. He's got you just the way you are. And uh, I don't know if some of you saw that uh, movie yet. I can only imagine. Powerful, powerful movie, powerful movie, you know. This young man went through a family, he came from a family that was really abusive. He was abandoned, different things. But that, that song came out of all that pain, you know. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it was just a powerful, powerful movie. And sometimes nobody knows the things that you've been through. And they see you standing up, and they see you doing this thing or that thing, and they, don't, they, they have no idea what you've been through. But God knows. And God says that, you know what? Out of the same comfort that I bring to you, you'll be able to comfort others. He says, out of the same strength that I'm giving you right now, you'll be able to strengthen somebody else. Amen. You know, it's, it's those kinds of things that God wants you to know that it's no coincidence or accident that you're even here today. Those that might even be here for the first time, it's no coincidence. God wants you to know that you can trust him. You know what? The reality is, is you've tried things your way long enough. And the Holy Spirit just says, how's that working for you? He says, and that's what he said to me. He said, you've tried everything, the party scene, the, the girls, the, all of those things. You tried all of those things, and none of them made you complete. None of them gave you joy. None of them, none of them uh, fulfilled you. None of those things could do it. He says, you've got everything to gain. Nothing to lose. Choose this day who you will serve. Why don't you stand to your feet with me real quick? Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You said I didn't come for all that. I didn't expect to be singled out, but just like he's beginning to play, if you want to come and sing too, that's fine. Play. God will leave the 99 and come and get you. All I picture when I see that is Jesus with that little sheep, that picture they had of him with the little sheep on his shoulders. That he'll do that just for you. And today, if God is talking to you, maybe you've never accepted him. And if you were to die today, you don't know whether you'd be in heaven with the Lord. But you'd like to know for sure. Just say that's me. I'd like to know. Anybody like that? Then I'm assuming by that that everybody in here has accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because that's the only way you can know you're going to heaven. And then others, as I was speaking, 
and maybe I gave you a word or whatever. Or maybe even the word that I gave somebody else resonated in your spirit. I want you to just move from your seats and come forward as they begin to sing this song. Don't worry about anybody else. out to him. Lift your hands up to him right now. Just lift your hands to him. Just lift your hands to him. God will speak to you right there, right now as you're lifting your hands to him. And though you feel like you need a word from me, God says from this man, I will speak to you. I will put my words in your heart and you can trust in my word and you can act upon my word and I will show you the way that you are looking for. For I, the Lord your God, am in control and I have your situation under control and there is nothing too hard for me. There is nothing that I cannot do and there is nothing that I won't do for you. Because I do love you. And I do desire to use you for my glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I was nowhere you came to my rescue. From the grave I've been raised. When I needed a savior to save me. Jesus, you made a way. listening. The Way would love you to visit our church at 451 West Lambert Road, Suite 204 in the city of Brea. Our service times are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.thewaybrea.com or you can download our church app by visiting your app store and searching The Way Brea. Be blessed.